Hi, hello, everyone, and welcome to the next great gaming show. This is our hosts, Jason and Travis, here to watch the great Ragnar and uh, Thor fight it out in the arena below. Today's sponsor is, uh, what is a fantasy sponsor? Mana Light. <laughs> Buy your Mana Light today at your participating Kmart. Yes. We still have Kmart. Hello and welcome to Dork and Desperate, your place for all things fantasy and sci-fi. I am your host, Jason, along with your co-host, Travis. Hi. Travis, what does the crystal ball say we are covering today? The crystal ball is showing someone in a green, really nice green suit, and someone else in a white gown. What? That's not something. Is this supposed to be like a homecoming or something? I think we're supposed to be talking about... Halo Episode 4, Homecoming, with that Master Chief. Wasn't that the name of the Spider-Man movie, Homecoming? It's also the name of a dance at high school, so I don't think we can be picky with that stuff. Uh, maybe that's fair. <laughs> okay. So, Episode 4, Homecoming. So, normally, how we would do this is I would kind of guide us through each scene and... We'll both kind of react as we go through each scene. But today, Travis, you are taking the mantle. And I am about to throw it to the ground and smash it with a hammer. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I don't know if I can handle that. Um, That's okay. We'll pick up the pieces from there. There are going to be a lot of pieces, I think. You're making me nervous, Travis. Can you handle this responsibility? Let's have the audience decide. <laughs> so... I'm gonna. I want to try reading exactly as what I wrote, but that's not gonna work. So it starts off. Well, with, uh, before we start off. Oh yeah. We gotta pick our three words. Already right? on the ground. <laughs> Say that again. It's already on the ground. The mantle. It's just waiting to be smashed. <laughs> yeah. So so your three words. What would you pick? My three words are okay, but. Why? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, my three words would be home sweet home. Man, you're on that Spider-Man kick, aren't you? I, I really am on the Spider-Man kick. Did you see the movie? It was a really good movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Really yeah. good movie, but it was like a month or so ago, so it's kind of faded yeah. for me. So I'm kind of feeling like at some point in this podcast, we should do a, a series dedicated to the Marvel movies, like once a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like as soon as this is done, we're probably just going to go like through all a bunch of old stuff and just start reviewing it. We might. I don't know. There's some great TV shows going out. There are. Lord of the Rings? Lord Isn't of the that Rings? coming out this year, or am I making that up? It's coming out at some point. It's so. coming out. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out at some point. Inside news from Dorky and Desperate, <laughs> your host, Travis, Lord of the Rings. It's coming. <laughs> it's sometime. Fly, you fools. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's go into the non-spoilers. All right. So the reason why I said, okay, but why? is because there was a lot of painting people not in a good light. And there was a lot of stuff that I felt like didn't matter. Mm. Mm. I think this episode might have been like a 4 out of 10 for me. See, that's 
interesting because I think the title is pretty revealing about this episode about certain characters in it. Yeah, but it was also talked about last episode, the revealing stuff kind of thing. So we kind of expected it to happen. What do you mean by that? Like with where Master Chief was going at the time where Quan was going. They're yeah. essentially both going home. So Right, right. And this episode is about them being home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some parallels then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also some dark stuff. Uh, I mean, like, I didn't think it was that dark. You thought it was dark? We'll talk about it when oh. we get there. All right. Like, messed up stuff. I actually enjoyed this episode, which surprised me, but I feel like... I am enjoying each episode more and more, and I don't know if it's just because I'm just accepting that this isn't going to be the Halo that I mm-hmm, wanted, mm-hmm. but it's the Halo that I need. I don't know about that last part. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I think it's the Halo that we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. It's probably the Halo that we get, and I'm learning to be more at peace with that. So I'm just getting more into the story without being so critical of it true i just it started feeling to me like this was trying to be kind of game of thronesy i felt like really yeah i have to be honest i haven't really watched game of thrones but i got (laughs) the vibe that is this just supposed to be a sci-fi game of thrones no okay i've i've watched game of thrones this is not game of thrones i mean uh, then they're failing, I guess, trying to be Game of Thrones, if that's what they're going for. I mean, there is some nudity. Then there's, like, mm-hmm. stupid politics now that I'm like, okay, I don't care about this anymore. It's Yeah, and some of the... When one of the storylines, there's some politics in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't find it as cringy as previous episodes. Really? I thought this was a pretty cringe episode for one person. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like. I actually liked Miranda and what Miranda she was, was good. doing. Which this is probably the first time I've actually enjoyed watching Miranda because she's she's actually doing stuff rather than yeah she's just doing stuff rather than trying to follow a problem. Yeah, she's being her own human being, which mm-hmm. th- I feel like this whole episode has just been being her mad at mommy kind of thing. Yeah, and wanting to get back at mommy. For abandoning her. Yeah. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> yeah. But no, and and we actually were talking about this in the last episode about Silver Team and there not being enough Silver Team and that how we don't know much about the characters in Silver Team. But we actually got to learn a little bit more about Silver Team, learning more about their character, their personalities a little bit more, and how they can actually be helpful to people rather than just sitting around waiting for the master chief to show up or sitting around waiting to kill something like they probably are honestly they're just probably bored out of their minds this episode you're like when can i kill (laughs) my hunger thirsts yeah maybe um (laughs) i don't don't really know how to respond to that (laughs) (laughs) you kind of sounded like an int from lord of the rings (laughs) there for a second but sure we'll go with it there are many branches on me. Oh, God. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Make it stop. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked the Master Chief storyline more. 
Yeah, obviously. that was really interesting, honestly. It was. And watching the dynamics between him and Halsey specifically, pretty cool. But I also really enjoy Cortana on this show. I feel having Cortana on the show adds so much more that was missing. Because you get to see their interactions, which is honestly the heart of Halo is Chief and Cortana and their relationship. I don't know if I wrote anything about Cortana except for maybe once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I promise she's in the episode. She's in the episode. Like, I took notes. Let's just say that. (laughs) Travis did take notes in preparation of guiding us through scene by scene. And they look like... Someone handed a five-year-old a crayon, and they started scribbling on the That is an insult to five-year-olds. You're probably right. I don't Um, know why I'm supporting this. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I actually really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the characters. I really enjoyed Soren. Soren was good, too. Honestly, I'd love to see Soren and the Master Chief hang out more, Mm -hmm. because I like their relationship. He's got the golden gun. You he, he got a hundred or so kills or whatever it's required on Call of Duty for that golden gun. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, that's the thing about revolvers, though, that always I find so cool but impractical at the same yes, time. Yes, like tried to reload that. <laughs> like there are, might be some help where you can have like a little item that already has a bolt ready to go to punch in, but he didn't have that. <laughs> he didn't have that. No, <laughs> no, he did not. But I still, regardless, the cool factor, I think, is there. Mm -hmm. And I really like Soren in this episode. Soren's good, for sure. Uh, His ship, actually. Got. Do you remember the design of his ship? Yes. It looked like it should have, like, transported a vehicle or something. Kind of. You remember how, like, in episode two of the Clone Wars, when they're actually fighting on Geonosis and the drop ships drop down tanks Mm -hmm. on them? That's what I felt like something was supposed to be in there. In that like middle yeah, cabin, yeah, like a cargo ship, like yeah. it picks up cargo and it transports mm-hmm. it, kind which of. is good for a smuggler or like a bounty hunter or something like that. Being able to go around in a cargo ship, no one's gonna be like, "Yo, Absolutely. what's that cargo ship doing?" They're gonna be like, "Yo, what's that fighter doing out in the middle of here?" Well, it actually kind of reminded me of Star Wars a little bit. Uh, Star Wars is always known for its cool ship designs, mm-hmm. unique designs. And I was looking at the ship, and I was like, you know, I could actually see that in the Star Wars universe, and I'm actually kind of digging it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you like it? I did like it a lot, but we won't see any more of it. I, 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 I hope we will. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. No, no spoilers, but uh, I hope we will. Anything else we should talk about in the non-spoilers? Kind of a spoiler. We don't see the prophet, the herald, or who was that... Yeah, uh, the Blessed One. The Blessed One. We never see her in the entire... We never see anything of the Covenant side. It's all human stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that too as I was watching. I was like, man, there's no Covenant stuff going on here in this episode. And this is really the first one where there's no real mention of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that hurt the episode? I feel like it probably did only because... I did not like Quan this episode. Wow. I, that was going to be my next question, actually. Yeah. I feel like I kind of understand where she's coming from, but still, I was annoyed by how she acted in some parts. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Yeah. The spoilers. So here's the thing about Quan. I've said this before about her. I like her character. 
I don't think her character is terrible. I think she's a teenage girl who just lost her family and friends in a pretty traumatic way. And the only protector she had known after losing uh, her family left. And so she's trying to go back home and right some wrongs. And she's trying to find whoever she can get. I get all that. But I'm kind of with you as well. I'm not super interested in the magical storyline. Not at all. The Blessed One's going to have to go there, arrive there at some point. That's where she's going. Yeah. So that's probably why they're setting a magical like this. Mm-hmm. Setting, getting more info on that before probably like it gets destroyed. Bye. Well, hopefully it doesn't get destroyed. Hopefully it doesn't, but we'll see. I don't, uh, Or maybe hopefully if you really don't like the magical storyline. It's, it's not like I don't... I want it to be destroyed, but I feel like there's going to be like a Covenant fleet coming in. No, no, Travis, bit. it's okay. If you want a whole planet to die because you're not happy with the storyline, I I think that's fair. I think it would, if a whole Covenant fleet showed up, Magical's done. However, if it's just going to be the Blessed One in a stolen UNSC ship. Did she even c- steal the ship? It looked like she kind of just left it and... I went back she, to her old ship. Did she leave it at the end of that episode? I thought she was still on it, trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, I remember, it to work. I remember her giving an order to all the elites, telling them to go back to the ship that we're leaving. We're leaving or that they're leaving? Because mm. I feel like she was going to be by herself. Mm, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the episode for a third time, <laughs> which I'm not planning on doing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, should we go on to the spoiler section? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we should cover in the non-spoilers. Oh, how about we give the episode a rating? Already did. Four out of ten, baby. Whoa, four out of ten? Not my not my liked episode. Okay, I'll bump it up to a five because there was interesting stuff in there. But so like, when I, I feel I... like Quan just stuff did not seem good this time. Hmm. I will say they introduce yet another character in this show, kind of a minor one. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, she's kind of this <laughs> assassin character, uh-huh. and she's running amok on Madrigal. I thought she was okay, kind of forgettable, to be honest. I feel like she's related in some way to the rebels that were on that planet. Yeah, I don't know. I I felt the assassin was okay, but you already have enough villains at mm-hmm. this point i mean even halsey's kind of a villain kind of <laughs> well i mean mm. from a certain point of view <laughs> it's like i did this for you guys but at this high of a cost it's complicated with her but i do feel like you already have a villain for magical and that's the new governor or mm-hmm. whoever he is now you gotta have the lieutenant though i feel like for the governor Maybe some underlings yeah, that like he can ha- yell at and intimidate. Mm-hmm. Or like just someone who's second in command or like someone else. Kind of, she's the Captain Phasma of this story. Mm. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know if she's on the level of Cap- Phasma because Phasma looks cool. True. But she may not have done much. Who looks cool in this show other than Spartans? She's probably higher the up ship, on the... The ship? Sword ship looks cool. And we are not attributing humanness to the ship. Who looks cool? Man, that's that's a good point. Nobody really looks cool yeah. in this. Maybe the elites. Uh, the prophet looks cool too. Yeah, but but the human characters, mm-hmm. 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 just chief and crew. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe the blessed one. I don't my, think she looks cool. I guess it's because the blade finger was like. Oh! Did you did you like the blade finger? I, think I thought it was very interesting. I have no idea how that would work, but yeah, I'm very curious about the technology behind. She's that. just she just starts climbing on a on a building with blade fingers. All of her fingers are blades. She just start climbing like up like a cat. Oh, I was thinking like a spider or something. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking of a cat <laughs> when she did it to the captain. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I uh, guess because worms and spiders go better than worms and cats, I feel like. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably <laughs> true. Uh, so if I had to rate it, I'm not going to be as hard on it because there were parts that I really enjoyed and then there were parts that I didn't mind, but I also, you know, it's not why I'm tuning in. I'm yeah. I'm not tuning in to see what happens to Planet Magical. I'm yep. not. I'm tuning in. For Master Chief. Yeah, for the Master Chief and what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And to hopefully have some major things introduced into the show later on. Right. Yeah. So I would give it probably, I'll give it a six. I don't think it's as strong as the last episode, but I don't think it's the worst episode either. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. We got to put our spoiler finger up now because you can all see it. And we are entering the spoiler zone. All right. That's so. right. So if you have not seen this episode and you want to see it, uh, leave now. If you don't care about spoilers or if you've already seen the episode, then please hang on with us as we dive deep into spoiler territory. If you don't care about spoilers, then maybe you should start caring about giving us some money at these places that we don't actually have yet. <laughs> but we'll keep in touch, all right? <laughs> Yeah, well, those bookies got to get paid somehow, right? The bookies are... Uh, I keep on looking out the window sometimes, making sure. Yeah, I'll let you know here. if I see anything. I got I to gotta find an escape route, too, while we're doing this. Yeah. So, all right. So, it starts off as a flashback with probably when Master Chief was just starting out his training as a Spartan. It shows all of the Spartans as kids, probably between like four to eight years old, maybe running and being drilled to run essentially by drill sergeants i almost said drill masters but that doesn't make sense <laughs> uh <laughs> hey have you checked out these new drills <laughs> drill master get over here we need a new drill <laughs> we need you to drill up a new signpost for us but something that popped up was john master chief looked super small compared to everyone else like hmm. everyone else was t- taller than him in that run uh it then pops over i don't know if you want to speak about anything about that up that part oh because they kind of introduce each of the characters as kids right yeah uh, silver, on silver team. team and then soren yeah i like that i was kind of hoping that they would introduce more spartan characters nah because what i thought would have been kind of cool is if they introduced other spartan characters and then through flashbacks throughout this series. They just die off. Yeah, you get to see how they're lost to kind of show more of the yeah, trauma. that would make sense. That the Spartans went through. Because mm-hmm. it gets hinted at later on in the show, just kind of the What trauma. they've had to go through. Yeah, what they had to go through mm-hmm. and how they had to, all these horrible things just caused them to lose touch with their humanity. And they speak about it as if it's nothing. Yeah, like, it's it nothing It doesn't to affect them. them. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to... John, as a kid, 
also in like one of those rooms where they start debriefing him kind of thing before. But as a kid, again, so Halsey comes in like, why are you trying to escape? And John's like, but because I know that there was a life before this, but I just can't remember. (laughs) So Halsey's like, okay. Here's why it's not that big of a worry. And John's like, okay. I guess it's not that big of a worry. <laughs> yeah, what does she say to him to uh, help him calm down? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't. I did not write anything. Oh, you know what I really liked about that scene, though? How they de-aged her. Yeah. I was like, dang, she looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she looked like the clone? No, I thought, honestly, she looked better than the clone. Okay. What did you think? I was... Wondering, did they de-age her? Did they do CGI? Like, it's a CGI body, kind of like with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. I was wondering that if they were using the same de-aging technology. I didn't get a chance to look too closely at the credits to see if Lucasfilms were involved in this. <laughs> because I would wonder, did were they involved to help de-age Halsey? Because I thought it was a great job. Yeah. Also, she came in with a doorway that was just filled with light. So she was shadows. She was covered in shadows, essentially. That's She stood in that doorway yeah. with light, which I think... I'm not smart enough to figure out what that means, but maybe someone else is, and we'll figure it out. Well, one of the things I thought was they were trying to hide... Who it was? Not necessarily who it was, but just, you know, de-aging, I imagine, is fairly expensive, because mm-hmm. it seems like fairly new technology mm-hmm. that they've been working on. So the less you actually have to de-age, the less money of the ninety million they spent. <laughs> yeah, of the however millions and millions they spent on this show. But that's what I thought. I also thought it looked kind of uh, visually interesting too. Mm-hmm. Was this the scene where she was talking about the coin flipping and? Nope, she, that no, was later. That was later. Okay, but the other thing I I liked about this scene was you really do get to see the mother-son relationship between Halsey and these kids. Even Miranda kind of hints at it Yep. later in the episode about how jealous she was that Halsey would spend all these time with them and not with her. And you really do get to see it. You get to see the complexity of their relationships, and I like that. Speaking of the complexity of their relationships, it yes. goes back to present times of Master Chief looking out at space and Cortana starts trying to explain slip space to Master Chief. And Master Chief has the same reaction that Quan did to Master Chief, essentially. Like, shut up. Let me enjoy this. Yeah. So it makes more sense for John to do that because he probably already knows about that stuff. But still, it's the same pet peeve I had in whatever was it, episode two, where they yeah. went to rubble. Where the audience or the writers don't trust the audience to be interested or smart enough to understand that. And as a sci fi fan, that's the stuff that I love. I want to know how all this stuff Mm -hmm. works in this world. And yet they keep hinting at it, but then blowing it off because they're not ready to commit. I want them to commit. They got to start showing off all the Forerunner stuff. And then they can be like, now we can talk about the smaller stuff because we're not going to talk about how all this Forerunner stuff works. I guess. Maybe I'm just a nerd, but I think that stuff is cool. It is very interesting. 
Um, that's basically all I got from that scene <laughs> where they're on the spaceship. They also talk about how Master Chief is anxious because he's returning home. Yeah, it didn't didn't uh it wasn't Cortana the one who like noticed his cortisol yeah. levels were really high, mm-hmm. and she says to him, "Are you feeling anxious?" And he says something along the lines of, "Oh, so this is what yeah, anxiety this is what fe- this feels like." <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is just you know it just goes to show how Chief is evolving as a character, and because he took out that emotion barrier thing, yeah, d- didn't whatever they're supposed to be called yeah he took it out of his master cheeks yes yep yeah yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah but i like that you know it's just little subtle reminders to the audience of like hey this guy is still processing and learning things it's a good reminder for us as True. an audience we're gonna see a lot of him trying to process stuff on this episode mm-hmm. which is actually why it's bumped up more for me Quan and what's his name shane Sean. You always say Shane or Sean. It's Soren. 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 Say you're sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I would be more sorry if you gave us money. Uh, arrive on what I wrote down because I did not remember the name. Quan's planet, which is actually magical. Yes. Uh, and that really cool freighter design now that you mentioned it, it is a freighter i was thinking like yo this i like trying to drop tanks or something like that into no, somewhere yeah uh but it's probably just so it's basically an upside down u mm-hmm. where the inside of the u is empty for the ship and like you could probably like fit like a container yeah or it looks something like you could fit a crate right mm-hmm. in that square and there's a little protrusion in the front for like the cockpit mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, I thought the design was really neat. I love the shot of it flying r- along the surface of mm-hmm. Madrigal. I thought that was really well done. I thought the visual effects were really good. Yes. Actually. And the production design, for the most part, I thought some areas of Madrigal looked a little bare and just kind of open-ended. Mm-hmm. Or not open-ended, but more open space that they could have filled stuff in there. But I did like the bazaar that they went into. Kind of reminded yeah. me of a Middle Eastern bazaar that you would go into where everybody's right. just kind of yelling and selling stuff. Where the leader, I don't know if they actually were in that same area, but the leader was walking around and like, yo, Bob, how's it going? And Bob just starts walking away slowly like, oh, yeah, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you for not killing me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember that guy's name. What is it? Vishner? Something like that. Vishna. Yeah, well, there's. I know one of the Silver Team guys is named. It starts with a V2. Victor. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Victor. Yeah. Vance. Von Hohenheim. Van Helsing? Nah. Vishner. It is Vishner. Vishna? Yeah, so Vishner kind of reminded me of like the SS in Germany during like, yeah. World War II. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the way him and all his cronies were dressed. Is it also because black. his name is Vishner? Kind of a German name too. Is it? I don't. know. I feel like it sounds kind of German. If it's uh, if that Vishner is a German name, let us know at dorkyanddesperate at gmail dot com. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. He he's still just the cliche villain to me. He's honestly kind of boring. Yep. As this villain. It's not that he's boring. It's just it's been played out. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do this two other times in two other different TV shows. 
I'm willing to bet he's a really solid actor, but he just keeps getting typecasted. And I think it's kind of boring when it's overplayed. But anyways, yeah, I thought he looked like the SS. And Did you notice that everyone who had guns looked more like they belonged to that universe and didn't look like they came out of like our modern day? Too like the people in the watchtower had looked like SMGs for the most part, like the SMGs that the Haloverse has. It didn't jump out to me, but as I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it all kind of fit into the same universe. It mm-hmm. didn't really feel like it was out of place. Like they're being supplied by the UNSC more than likely, mm-hmm. and uh, which is even more evident. I feel like because the part of the bazaar, Soren and Quan go into that place, and they're like. Here's this battle rifle that the UNSC used. We're selling this here. Here's this UNSC Marine helmet. Oh, yeah. And they're just selling, like, Marine UNSC goods. And I'm like, there's got to be some. Some of these supplies probably came off of the ships that were outfitting, like, not Sorens, Vishna's (laughs) group. Yeah. I assumed it was just scavengers who found these things and were selling them on the market. Although I I did thought that was a nice touch when they were walking through the market. Mm-hmm. Even though no one no one in the first rebel group we saw that got obliterated had anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> they just n- nothing. Had nothing. So yeah. that has to be a new development that UNSC goods are like that are on the planet. Yeah, which would make sense. Another thing that they talked about too, I can't remember if it was in the same scene or not, was how Vishner is providing protection against the Covenant. And my thought to they that never was... never really mention it's the Covenant, though. They're just, like, outside I, I'm pretty forces. sure they did. They did? Yeah. I think okay. it was at the political rally thing that they had. Mm. I remember... I know it was said. I know I'm not making it up. Which I thought was interesting, because in my head, I'm like, how? <laughs> how is he providing protection against the Covenant? He's saying he's providing protection. People are going to believe him because they need that protection. They can't believe that he... They can't be protected. Yeah, I guess. It just seems if I were one of those people on there, I would think the same thing of how. Because all the Covenant have to do is just fly in orbit and glass your planet. Problem solved. They don't ever need to set foot on the ground Mm -hmm. unless there's a reason for them to. Which, Magical looks like this backwater planet. With hardly any ships going in and out, it seems like. Right, right. And if they are, they're like transport ships. Well, and here, I'm going to argue the other side. Covenants, these aliens, aren't looking to negotiate. They're coming in. They're wiping out planets. They don't care. They don't want to talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Quan's father was fighting against the UNSC during all of this. Mm-hmm. Which I understand, like oil rights, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or deuterium, as I they call it. I want my oil money. <laughs> right, right. You're all about that money. <laughs> but is that really the best time to start disputing oil prices is when humanity is... I'm assuming getting wiped out. It's still well, unclear. These groups were probably around before the Covenant was known. Yeah. I guess they never thought it too much of an issue because the UNSC is getting wrecked by the Covenant. Why would we stop going after the UNSC? Or or is the UNSC not being wrecked by the Covenant? Because no one seems to be in immediate danger. It's almost like the Covenant are these pirates, right? They come uh-huh. in. They raid you, they glass your planet, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really seem like there is a full-on war going True. on. You well, know what I mean? Remember I talked about how a lot of people don't know that the Covenant probably exists for the most part. But I think they do. 
There might be rumors or stuff like that, but mm, I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge that the covenant exists at this point. I don't I know. Maybe nothing. I'm crazy. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing for that. I got absolute nothing. Yeah. Well, if my memory is correct about well, they're providing protection for us against the covenant. That would mean the whole planet of Magical knows. True, but I don't remember. I don't remember that though. Honestly, yeah. they kept on talking about. Prote- they talked about protection from the UNSC. Like he's protecting us from the UNSC. That old lady at the wake memorial thing okay well i guess the listeners are just gonna have to email us at dorky and desperate and tell us which one is right and why jason is wrong hey (laughs) got it all right what else you got for us so uh, we kind of skipped around to that point but it's back on reach and the spartan lady kai 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 Kai. got the i and a mixed up uh Takes out her emotion dampener thing. Yeah. So and plays it off like she's doing nothing because the other lady, Spartan, comes and like, what you doing? Yeah. Suspicious. Riz, I think, is her name. And she plays it off like, no, no, just doing stuff. Cleaning stuff. Yeah. Personal hygiene stuff. Whatever you do at a sink in the bathroom. Yeah. With a knife. Right. That you're washing. That you're washing, and she just accepts it. It's like, okay, let's go on with that. Mm-hmm. And that's all that really happens. Well, she seemed kind of suspicious to me, Riz. She seems suspicious of Kai. That makes and sense. I don't know. Riz, I almost feel like is an informant. I don't know who she's informing, but she just seems... I know like they're all disconnected from her humanity, but when it comes to the three of them, she seems kind of disconnected from the other two. And she's very serious, never smiles, and always seems to be watching the others. I don't trust like a Riz. Hawk. A Riz Hawk. <laughs> Is a Riz Hawk a thing? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Excellent foreshadowing, though, if it is. <laughs> or maybe nothing, because we don't actually know what's going to happen. No, but that's my theory, is Riz is actually an informant to somebody else in the UNSC. I'm not saying she's disloyal to the UNSC. I think she's reporting it on the other Spartans. True. To Halsey. Yes. Yes, to Halsey. Halsey, do you? Okay, yeah. All right. Maybe Halsey, maybe Mean the Boss Lady. Mean Boss Admiral Lady, who we didn't see at all this episode, by the way. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> there was also, no mean boss lady. Side note, Kai looks creepy all the time. You think? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, her eyes, I think, make her look super creepy when she just stares. And, yeah. That's what I got from that part, too. So, I am beginning to like Kai more. Yeah, uh, I am, too. But that stare right there in that scene like, <laughs> this is creeping me out. This Did it make you feel out. a little uncomfortable? I was like, what is she staring into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now things connect more, right? Because mm-hmm. in the last episode, she was kind of peering around the corner watching the chief while okay. he was taking his inhibitor chip out. And she's like, that looks like a cool idea. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so my theory back then was she's jealous of the Master Chief in Cortana. But now I don't think that's the case at all. I think she was curious about what the Master Chief was doing and saw him take his inhibitor chip out, saw where it was, and wanted to do the same thing. And so she did it on her own. Right? 
The master chief could not un- remove this inhibitor chip on his own, but she can. Therefore, Kai is better than the master chief. You I heard it know. here first. I don't know. We'll have to dispute that later. But a small other part that happens later that we can include in here now is that after she's doing that, she cleans her sniper rifle barrel with this like red mm. thing, which I honestly thought it was blood from. That's what I thought rag. too. Yeah, it was, it was a blood, and it made me freak out a little bit because she started smearing it on her um on her hair. But it turns out, I guess whatever they clean the barrel with is a good dye. That can dye her hair. Yeah. She made streaks in her hair red. Yeah, and Miranda notices it and comments Uh on it. Yep. And she's like, oh, no. Halsey ain't gonna like that. (laughs) So. Yeah. I kind of like the look on it. It's definitely good. That's it for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm skipping around a lot. Jason was bullet point by bullet point by bullet point. I was. I'm pretty organized with it, yeah. And I'm just letting stuff go because I feel like we could talk about this and not... (laughs) <laughs> go over it again later um so john arrives at the planet that his parents lived on which was one of the few planets that was inhospitable that was actually able to be terraformed into like a hospitable planet like i think halsey said it out of all of the one they there's only seven mm-hmm. that got terraformed yeah but something you notice is that it's all dead like there's no like live vegetation for the most part mm-hmm. it's either fall or something's failing because in the flashbacks it's all green it's fully yeah. green and it's i think it's supposed to help with the scene because they later go into master chief's old home mm-hmm. and it's also dying inside in the sense that a house would mm-hmm. like it's not been lived in for a long time and you can tell it's old it's decrepit just something i noticed and they start digging at the end of that scene that's oh, all they start doing. Oh boy. Okay. So let me ask you this: when when they found what they were digging for, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. That's all right. Uh, what did you think they were going to find? Did you have an idea of? I was not expecting that. No, but did you have an idea? I thought it was going to be like that weird stone thing that it was going to be. I thought it was going to be their family dog. True. Oh, I oh, didn't even. Think I was like, have, please don't open there. that box. It's probably. It's pro- they probably got lucky and didn't find it. Let's be real. Let's <laughs> yeah, be real. it's like uh, a couple of like feet the other <laughs> way. <laughs> if it was a horror thing, as they started walking away, it slowly goes onto the ground right next to them as it shows the dead dog. <laughs> or, or, or check this out. Right, they're walking away, and the camera pans to the ground, and you see a zombie dog paw shoot through the ground, flood infected, right yeah. there, right <laughs> yeah. there. That's it. That's how we bring the flood in and make us hate them because they, they zombified the dog. Hey, let's go. Also, Master Chief was digging with a shovel. The scientist dude was using a drill. Was he helping to dig? I think so. He was drilling, though. He was using some sort of drill oh. to go into the earth. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be helpful for whatever you find in the ground. And Halsey was just laying there or sitting there. Yeah, she was like leaning data. up against the vehicle or something mm-hmm. like that. Doing nothing. Like, look at my peons work. I didn't even notice the creepy scientist mm-hmm. assistant guy. But all I noticed was chief shoveling. And I'm like, really? Nobody's going to help the chief? Yeah. Shovel? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, could Cortana just go on the ground and start looking everywhere? Like, is that something she could have done? I guess not because they didn't do it. But Maybe she can only see what this chief sees. That makes sense. But she would often be behind the chief. So does that mean chief can see behind him? Mm, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. 
I don't know either. So anyway, where am I on my <laughs> on my notes? Where are any of us, Travis? Really, when you stop and think about it, we are traveling at whatever the Earth is traveling. We're going just about please. our daily lives, unaware that there is a whole universe out there that we will never, ever, ever see. But and that's it for us. Dorky and Desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so we already talked about how the despot guy, uh, I ca- called him despot in, the, in my notes, and Quan finds friend in the bazaar, and he's like, yo, we shouldn't be talking to each other. We'll die if I'm yeah. seen with you. Mm-hmm. And I, That's what happens. Spartan lady dyes hair with gun cleaner that we thought was blood, and then Miranda calls the Spartans to test the object. Turns out none of them can actually activate the artifact. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. I thought they might have made Kai activate it. Yes, that would have been interesting. Or, honestly, what's her name? The other Spartan. Riz? Riz. Riz, she hasn't really done a lot, too. So I feel like that would have been a good time to have her be able to do something. I also feel like they're making Riz intentionally unlikable. I feel like Vanek, the male Spartan, Mm -hmm. feel like he's a pretty likable character. Yeah, he starts later talking about, they pick up Needler. In yeah. the lab, and he starts talking. He just starts like gushing about it, and he's, he's just smiling the entire time. Yeah, they're like reminiscing about the covenant they killed with yeah. their weapons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um. they they said it was this word, and but we we might have just been like, oh no, please don't kill us. And I think he said to the like, but we did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny while smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, too, the weapon design on that stuff, because it is pretty big, even in the Spartan yes. hands. it's huge. It's like the bigger, I think the needler was bigger than my torso, yeah. or maybe the same size as my torso, like it was tall and wide. Yeah, probably around the same size, I would think. Yeah. It was pretty big, but I think it fits, because in this universe, the Spartans aren't as big as they are in the video yeah. game. Like, I showed my wife... A picture because she kept hearing me talk about this so i showed her a picture of it and she was like wow you're right the spartans are much bigger and the gold timeline what do you call that timeline the the green timeline the bungee 343 timeline the og timeline yeah the well, the d- prime time yes the prime timeline i like that one let's call it that the prime timeline and it still bugs me about it because I think that physicality is part of their character. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps make them stand apart from the rest of humanity. Definitely sells them on not being human, which a lot of people don't think they're human sometimes. Right. Even when like Kai was doing her surgery on herself, you could tell there's not a lot of muscle mass on the female Spartans. Yeah. And I can't remember the books, but I feel like there Everyone were... jacked. Yeah, everyone was kind of jacked. The female Spartans usually were a little bit smaller than the male what Spartans. What about Ka- but Kate? Cat from Reach. Were her arms jacked? I don't think they were. I don't think they were either. Actually, I mean, there I was one that was robotic, which doesn't count. But it, but yeah, but I the remember other that one did not look that much bigger. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Actually, so, so maybe I should just shut up and mind my own business. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, shut Jason. Up. Let's stop the podcast right now. What a good time to stop it. But I still think having a little bit more physicality and making them bigger would mm-hmm. be better to help sell they the show. They got to start walking around like I described before, like lumbering and they can't, they got to just start. I don't know how to describe what I'm doing right now, so I'm failing. <laughs> uh, you, you'll see it like first episode or second episode how they will walk around 
and they look like they're not they're not moving anything but their legs. I didn't feel like they did that as much this episode. True. Which I was grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I did actually notice the stilts on Master Chief. The platform shoes? Platform shoes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my wife noticed it last episode, too. And I'm like, dang it, Jason, why did you have to just bring that up? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It was a top-down shoot, too, from above. Yeah. And I was just like, there's those platform shoes. When they did, I'm like, no, why are you showing the platform shoes? That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, do you think we're not going to (laughs) notice? Yeah. We are there. This is a nerd show. They scrutinize everything. Everything. Yes, I agree. Um. So yes. So there's the memorial wake. Uh, Quan is mad about how little people showed up to that. It was probably like twenty to fifty people max, and because she felt like they owed her father so much. And then she finds one of the generals, and she realized that that lady probably sold out all the other generals in exchange for her life. Oh, yeah, because she said, you were my father's closest friend. Why are you still around and everybody else is gone? You yep. would have been the one who would have taken over. Yep. And the general was like, uh, this is really isn't the good place to talk about this right now. <laughs> and, um, then all, and then all of the despots guys come in and start terrorizing the gestapo basically they had a staff with a yellow thing at the end i don't know if that was killing them or like stunning them because that it was a it was the don't tase me bro stunner okay all right that's what it looked like to me yeah 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 yeah. what are you gonna do tase me man who's been tased (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh and they managed to escape uh soren and kwan and they eventually see that soren's ship is being dismantled yeah. And instead of going to solve that, Quan throws a fit and is like, I'm paying you to help me here. And I'm just thinking, but he needs to be able to leave, right? What about his ship the entire time? And Soren's like, we did. I helped you find out what happened to your little resistance. Turns out it doesn't exist anymore. My job here is done. Yeah. So. Which is a fair point, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she's like, but, 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 but my aunt. We got to talk to my aunt. <laughs> that's and then we can leave all right or something yeah she tantalizes him with like my aunt's brit my aunt can give you the money that you want mm-hmm. which i don't know why at this point soren really believes her yeah i don't know e- either i think it's this point that it's master chief's please protect her kind of thing that's keeping him from doing anything. yeah he kind of reminds me of that lo- lovable rogue who you know he, he's the Han solo of this group kind oh of my gosh Kind of, in the sense that he puts on an act and a front, but really deep down, he, he cares. is. Yeah. He cares. <laughs> he cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go see the ant, and Soren takes out all of her bodyguards because they start attacking because they don't know who's coming to see him. The ant comes out, but like, stop that. That's my niece. Kind yeah. Of thing. And yeah. So they go back. And they have to, Soren has to stay outside while Quan talks to her aunt. So Soren goes out <laughs> to figure out what to do with his ship. Yeah. And so, yeah, Quan and the aunt start talking, right? Yep. They start talking and they're like, yo, your father was an idiot, essentially is what her aunt says. And she's like, she li- he listened to a bunch of sages or seers. Mystics, I think Mystics. It was. In the middle of the desert, saying that your family was special for reasons. And he believed it and started fighting the UNSC. 
And look at where that got us. Yeah. We are moneyless. We don't have any power anymore. We've lost everything. Yeah, just like that, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you became the character. Travis. You're right. I am, uh, I am embodying Quan's aunt, who has a name. Yeah. That's how well I'm embodying her. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know how I feel about introducing mystics to this I show. I mean, there's already the Blessed One, and then... Yeah, but that's just religious and then there's a crazy dogma. dude from that. But that's just a crazy dude who had some ex- ran into some. What's covenants. the difference between a mystic and a crazy dude? One a is mystic, believed, the other isn't. I feel so. Like. A mystic to me means that they're connected to some bigger force beyond our understanding, which has never been in the Halo timeline before. This would be something completely different if they were to introduce mystics. They're going to enter... In, oh, my gosh. Are they trying to introduce psychers? Yeah, from 40K. <laughs> yeah, from 40K. This is how they introduced the... This is actually the 40K timeline before 40K. So... I would be mad about that because then it would actually make me interested in Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea of mystics, I'm not sold on that idea yet. They, this show is going to have they to probably, sell me on the idea probably of that. Probably the, pe- the people that were just doing drugs in the in the desert and the dad found them and started doing drugs with them. And <laughs> this was like the 60s, right? Yeah. So like, just like just like Juan was doing with her friends, doing drugs in the beginning. Once again... Drugs are bad. <laughs> this is what the show's trying to tell us, I guess. Yeah, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Yep. Soren interacts with this dude who went to, I guess, went to investigate a ship. And he's like, yep, it's been scrapped, essentially. It's no longer usable. The closest, like, transport that could take you off would comes in and out 200 miles south of here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird to me because that's, like, a semi-big city they're in. Yeah. And there's a lot of commerce there. Yeah. Where is that commerce coming from? <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, so here we live in Toledo, mm-hmm. and Toledo technically has an airport. It's also a huge crossroads area for going, like, to the east, west coast, or the north right. or south As border. For many of you who probably don't know where Toledo is, Toledo is on the border between Michigan and Ohio, on the Ohio side, and Detroit is, like, 45 minutes away. So when anyone goes to the airport... In Toledo, they're not going to the Toledo airport. They're going to the Detroit airport, 45 mm-hmm. minutes away. So maybe it's like that, where maybe. they're going to their Detroit airport. But it's like 200 miles in the desert. Yeah, but they got ships. He's got a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm sure that thing goes like 60 to 80. They'll be there in a few hours. Okay, all right. So yeah, he takes that dude's motorcycle af- before, after saying that yeah, this hat you have is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty funny. And, then <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, it is really nice. And then he flashes his gun and he's like, I really like your bike too. <laughs> classic Han Solo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Classic Han Solo. So at this point, the assassin lady pops up talking to the naked despot who is in this huge pool. Yes. And who? smoking a cigar in the pool. And at some point, he extinguishes it in the pool. And I'm like, oh, Why? Why is this dude here? What I'm impressed with, I think this is, again, another scene of butt cheeks um, <laughs> being flashed at us. 
And I'm just, I don't know. I don't understand why, why. is this happening? Why yeah. it has to be at this kind of, why what? scenes have to happen? Is the showrunner, like, sexually repressed? Why do we keep staring at people's butts? That's where the 90 million went to. <laughs> to yeah. make sure that they'd be okay with that. Right, right. Well, <laughs> if they pay me, uh, dude, pay me 500000 I'll show you my butt, all right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to see my butt. <laughs> yeah, but here I it is. I don't want to see my butt. <laughs> I'll shake That's it all around I for you. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh man, another scene with butts. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. All right, here we go. Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of reminded me watching that scene of ancient Rome. You know what I mean? So in Rome, they had all the big bathhouses and the wealthy would go to the bathhouses a lot to relax and enjoy themselves that's what it felt like to me this felt like a bathhouse and he was this roman emperor that is his own bathhouse yeah enjoying the the spoils of of water in a desert world kind of yeah so so that's what stood out to me about this scene is him really being a despot and probably stripping the planet of its resources to benefit himself Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's like, kill Quan. And the lady's like, but she's just a girl. He's like, do it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not digging this much. Assassin lady? Or Any just of this, it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely why it went down a lot. So while Quan is talking to her aunt about the mystics, the assassin lady is outside killing everyone. Yeah, swing, 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 swing. And I guess I should have expected that because they all got bodied by Soren from before. Yeah, so, these these guards had a rough day, man. Yeah, and then they're all like, yeah, these people could protect Quan from whatever comes our way. And I immediately thought they're going to die. Yeah. That's, that's a death signal right there. These people are the best of the best. They'll be able to protect well, us. Well, and here's my other weird complaint, too, is if you're broke, how are you able to afford all these guards, but you can't give Soren any money for bringing your niece yeah, to you? Yeah, right. Come right. on, throw a little something this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it. Don't understand it whatsoever. Yeah. And Quad didn't was like, oh, I don't really care about you being broke. I want us to get our planet back. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, well, what about your bro Soren? Yeah. You told him you were giving him money. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I was I was getting upset for my boy. Yep, it was just, behalf. it's, maybe that's why I didn't like Quan because I was more upset for Soren about what was happening to him. Yeah, I feel like he got tricked and suckered into helping Quan. How much you want to bet he goes back to Rubble and it's actual Rubble? I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets caught up in the larger storyline of it all because I want to see more Soren. I really like Soren. Do you think he is the stand-in for Sergeant Johnson? There is no stand-in for Sergeant Johnson. I know, but do you think they're trying to go for that? No, I think he's the Han Solo character type. Okay. I don't think okay. he's... Sergeant Johnson isn't the Han Solo. He's not the Han Solo type. Sergeant Johnson is this larger-than-life myth in the Halo universe. That probably should have died before Halo 1, but he's in every Halo. There, yeah, he was literally in Halo 1 being shown being consumed by the Flood, and then in Halo 2... He pops back. They're like, hey, where, 
didn't you die? And he's like, that's classified. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's the only answer you that's got. But she spun something that no one really believed. Like, oh, yeah, he's a Spartan one, and he's immune to the flood. Oh, yeah, which, nobody believes that. Yeah. And uh, at, at the end of Halo 1, and I think if you beat on Legendary, while the ring is blowing up, him and a elite are fighting over a Oh yeah. And they, yeah. They see the ring is forgot about, about that. And Sergeant Johnson's like, hug me, brother. And <laughs> yeah. going for a hug while the ring blows up. So not only does he survive the flood, he survives the ring blowing up on him. He's not yeah. running anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he survived the vacuum of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Sergeant Johnson, and I need Sergeant Johnson in the mm-hmm. show. <laughs> we need him. We so to answer your question, no, he's not. Sergeant Johnson takes the cigar out of the despot's mouth and starts using it. That's how they introduce him. That's mm. how they introduce him. I I hope that cigar isn't the closest we're ever going to get to Johnson in this show. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and please, for the love of God. Let him smoke a cigar. Yes, let him. That's <laughs> quintessential Sergeant Johnson. Yes, absolutely. I can't believe we're talking about a sergeant. I don't honestly un- know how the ranks work, but that's got to be low, right? Why yeah. isn't he like super high up by the end of everything? He's still just a sergeant the entire time. Well. And every, meanwhile, there's tons of income people probably above him that have died. And he could probably replace any of them. Yeah, but then who would make all the funny insults to the Marines? Uh-huh. Or in the Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go through and just watch all the lines from Sergeant Johnson in, like, all three Halo games. Yep. That'd be amazing. I uh, wonder what he says. He follows you sometimes, so he'd probably have yeah. I w- the I w- would have been your daddy school dialogue, which mm-hmm. just makes rare dialogue pop up more often or dialogue you would never hear without the skull pop up yeah so yeah super good anyway soren comes in last second and starts shooting the assassin the assassin leaves with a shoulder wound like everyone who's classic that's so classic in like television anyways yeah yep uh she gets away soren and kwan get chased soren has the motorcycle they escape that's the end of their storyline for this episode. Yes. Meanwhile, Miranda and the Spartans are talking about, once again, uh, the Needler, when Miranda realizes that they said an elite word, mm-hmm. or a Sanghili word. Yeah. And she gets super interested, and they start bonding over that stuff. Mm-hmm. And start asking more questions about it, and... I really enjoyed that, that scene. That was a good scene, too. We go back to Master Chief in his house. Mm-hmm. He asked Cortana to show the visual of what it looked like as a kid, and Cortana said she'd do her best. Chief starts looking around. It's like, no, no, the table was over yeah. here a little bit. Yeah. And he starts wandering, and he sees a few interesting things. One was him as a kid drawing everything, and there's another drawing that he kept on being like, what is that drawing? What is that drawing, kid? Do you think the kid in the past saw master chief looking at him like that's kind of what it felt like it was hinting at like he noticed that there was something there yeah stuff i remember thinking that was a little weird i remember i was joking with my wife as we were watching it and i said something along the lines of i didn't know 
Master Chief memory of himself was in the third person. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you know, because he like, was literally walking by uh-huh. uh, the Master Chief, and the way the camera angle was set up, it just made it look like that was his memory. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was weird. The boy turning and looking at the Master Chief, I thought that was weird, too. I'm like, is this a memory, or is this a vision? Like, what are we looking at? At here? some point, Cortana's like, I'm no longer showing him anything. This is all him seeing the stuff. Which maybe it's the artifact influencing him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a possibility, too, because we don't really understand what the artifact is doing to him. Right, because it shows in the flashback that kid him finds the artifact on mm-hmm. the planet. He goes down to that hole that kind of been hinted at in all the flashbacks. Yeah. The dog stays on top. And he starts wandering around and finds the artifact. And it doesn't actually show the artifact, but it you know it's the artifact through movie magic. They visually represent it well, that it's the artifact without showing it's the artifact. Yeah. And the kid touches it. And Master Chief was like, I know where the artifact is. So he starts exploring around more. And he sees Kid Him in his house talking to Halsey in his house. And... They're on like the, a 15th coin flip or something like that. And Master Chief has got it right every single time. Yeah. Which that's lore accurate. Yep. That is that is actually something that Master Chief was known for. Incredible luck. Just super dumb luck. That mm-hmm. was like what made Master Chief special. The reason why he survived all these battles. He's just plain lucky. Yep. He's and not necessarily the best at anything. He's just lucky. Yeah. And I don't know if the books ever really explained why he had such incredible luck. I think the games do, though. Do like they? Halo I don't remember that. Halo 4 or 5 start talking about how he was his genes were manipulated. At, like, the Forerunners have had dabblings in all the human genes so that they'd oh. be activated at certain times when needed. Oh, so, yeah. Something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> games 4 and 5 are kind of forgettable to me mm-hmm. they don't even go to six they're just like now halo infinite yeah <laughs> um yes so master chief is visibly angry but does not confront halsey about it yet um mm-hmm. i think on the drive to the artifact he confronts her about it and while this is happening after the talk it goes back to miranda talking to kai about how Halsey views things and it starts going back through everyone else beside on the human side showing them while Miranda talks and it basically boils down to if she doesn't have a use for you and you are not useful for her she will discard you so she's saying that because she's worried about Kai and her her dyeing her hair yeah and like should you should probably get rid of that before Halsey gets back Yeah, and I think it shows, like, it's cutting in scenes again as she's talking of Halsey looking at the chief and being very unhappy because she makes comments about Halsey likes people who are predictable. Mm -hmm. Who are not, who are robotic, essentially. Yeah, who are not, like, an an anomaly or a variable. Like humans normally are. Right. Yeah, and then you see Halsey looking at the chief, and it's almost like this menacing kind of tone Mm -hmm. as she's looking at chief like how dare you defy me (laughs) maybe and while it continues on it goes to the chief walking down that hole again with halsey following and him touching the i don't know if he touches it actually he finds the artifact and halsey is super excited and i think miranda talks about how 
Halsey doesn't like, she gets out of her life kind of thing. And it slowly yeah. goes into what the ch- back of Chief's head where Cortana is stored. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's where it ends. Yeah. I like the ending. I thought the, the ending, ending was very good. I think the magical stuff definitely dragged it down for me, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I agree. I think by far the whole magical plot line and the UNSC politics, it's what drags this show down from being a really good show. We need more moments if we're going to include UNSC stuff of we need Silver Team. Stuff, I think we do because there hasn't been any real combat since one. episode one. But I also think too, we need scenes of Silver Team interacting because we need to connect with the humanity of these people yes and, and that's where i feel like the show outside of master chief really struggles with we don't really connect with the humanity of these people who are important parts of this story and if we can get more scenes with silver team or scenes that are like silver team and miranda i think it's really going to help pull this show up true also i wrote at the end that the artifact is still there which perplexed me because it looked like it was out in the middle of the open yeah like not it's, hidden it's, it's, at it's all it's not in a cave even though master chief has to go through a few caves it's out in the middle of the open there's a giant hole right yep. above the artifact yep how did these people miss it and it's successful what is it called again the terraformed world but the, yeah. where they're at is all barren rock yeah like they investigate a place that's all barren rock mm-hmm. so there's definitely more to the planet than what we've been revealed that planet was under quarantine at some point right yeah do you think it had to, because the, someone discovered the artifact and someone higher up like yep we're investigating this put this planet under quarantine as a side story or fake story or whatever no too. so what i think the co- whole quarantine thing is is an excuse to abduct the children true that's what i think that is because even if the UNSC had found it and just decided... Do you think Soren and Master Chief were buddies as kids? And that's why they still have that bond? Because it's still back there somehow? Um, No, I think they probably Damn. just met when they were Damn. raised together. But going back to what I was talking about before, I think the UNSC never discovered the artifact. And even if they had, Halsey would have found out. Because True. Halsey is Halsey. Halsey is Halsey. She would have found out. So I don't think anybody discovered it, which I agree. I was thinking the same thing: is how did nobody the parents find knew this? about it though for sure? John would have explained what the, he was drawing. Maybe that's why they hid the photos. There's something connected there. You might be right. There might be more to that photos, mystery. drawings, or drawings. They weren't. Yeah, yeah, photos. the drawings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they definitely did not look like photos. But you might be right on that. The parents knew something and they kept it hidden. Maybe that's why it's successful. They use Forerunner technology instead of. UNSC technology to terraform yeah. the planet and they couldn't let anyone know. Maybe. I don't know. Overall, though, I stick to my rating of a 6 out of 10. I think this could have been an 8 out of 10, honestly, if you had taken out the magical stuff. True. That's why it's like a 4 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. So let me ask you this. Any theories that you have going into the next episode? We still don't know how the two artifacts are connected. Chief saw the f- the one they just found, but yeah. So I'm wondering if there is something there with older him connected to younger him somehow, in some sort of way. Like they just introduced mystics that are probably magical, honestly, in this world. Oh, I I really hope not. If they're not, 
this disproves my fifth theory, but what if there's some sort of magical thing going on right now? Well, it might look like magic to us, but maybe there's a sci-fi explanation for it. True. It's possible. I feel, yes, they're going to head to the mystics. Here's my theory of what's going to happen. The mystics are going to give them some sort of vision and give them some sort of quest that Quan and Soren need to go on. Soren probably doesn't want to go, but then he'll feel bad for betraying his promise to the chief. So then he'll end up following her, trying to protect her. And as they're leaving, they're going to encounter Quan, or not Quan, the Blessed One. And then they're going to fight with the Blessed One and just barely escape. And then the Blessed One is going to go after them. Soren's going to get injured in that fight. So he's out of commission and can't fight later on, so they have to run. Hmm. I think that's a safe bet. They're not going to kill him, but they're going to injure him so he can't actually fight. I really hope they don't kill him, especially this early on. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's my theory about that. I think now that they've discovered the second artifact, they are going to bring that back to the UNSC base, and we're going to get more of the boring politics stuff that none of us like. What if they're not meant to be together? Who? The artifacts, like something weird happens. No. Kind of like dead space kind of thing. I think the way the chief was drawing it, he was kind of hinting in his drawings as a child that they were meant to be together. That they're a pair. It's a navigation thing to find halo rings. Also, when they say the word halo after mentioning the rings, yeah, it did that that music. Oh. 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 Here's another theory. The mystics are actually Gregorian monks. And they're singing that song when Quan and Soren walk in. There's that my would theory. be cool. Yeah, that would be cool and yeah. creepy because they that kind of infers that we, they know about the rings. We need the Gregorian monk music in yes. here. Bring it in. This is All our right? opportunity. This is Halo. I will forgive everything else about the Mystics if you just have them do that one thing. Yes. We're, I don't think we're ever going to see the mystics. They're all going to be dead by the time we get to them. No, I think they'll be killed by the Blessed One when she arrives. Yep. They're going to be singing the entire... They, they're singing while they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That's my theory on it. How does 50 tons of tungsten steel sound? <laughs> I think that's what Johnson says at some point. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I also want to see Mac rounds. Yeah, we haven't seen Mac rounds We in have use. not seen I've Mac rounds. I've been super surprised. I was like, they just found the Covenant ship. Please use the Mac round on that's that. That's exactly what I was thinking, too, in the last episode. Use the Mac round. Yeah. Did not use it. Didn't uh-huh. even mention it, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if all ships have them. I would assume so. But I don't actually remember what was needed to well, use Well, Mac in rounds. the books, Mac rounds were really the only thing that was a serious threat to the Covenant ships. Yeah. Like, I think they had, like, archer missiles that were mainly for, like, fighters, fighting against fighters. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, yeah. Because it was the shielding. The shielding is what mm-hmm. protected the Covenant ships, but the Mac rounds could actually break the shields. Right. Imagine a UNSC ship coming up. It says, this is the UNSC, say my name. <laughs> Surrender now or open fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am optimistic about this show. I am still optimistic. Yeah. It looks like there's interesting stuff happening in Magical now. Like with hopefully. Hopefully. And we'll hopefully see. the Blessed One. Because they're out of the city. And they're going to be in the desert, which they have to make interesting, I feel like. Otherwise, it's just a desert. Yeah. One thing I just remembered, and I would hate myself if I did not bring this up in the podcast, 
there were some iconic shots in this. There was at least one that popped up in my head when we were watching this episode. There was one where I was like, oh, the Master Chief, he has his helmet on. And then the scene starts with him immediately taking his helmet off. And I was like, oh, sad face. But then he was holding his helmet to the side of his leg. Did you catch that shot? uh I was like, oh, man, this like gave me the tingles watching that (laughs) shot. I'm like, this is so good. I need more of this in my life. So the cinematography, I really liked and appreciated. Yeah. But magical, man. We're just going to rag of magical the entire time. Yeah. Are we going to rejoice with the Covenant glass it or destroy it? Uh, I don't feel like we would, but you'll have to figure out next time on our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to us today. Um, Travis, where can people find us online? Well, if you have questions or like to tell us how cool we are, you can send a message over on Gmail at dorkyanddesperate at gmail.com. All one word, all spelled right. And send us a message over there. Be like, yo, Travis, you're so cool. Jason, Jason's so bad. You're so cool. And if you send any questions, and if you were one of the chosen ones, uh, we might even read your questions (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) So feel free to shoot us an email. You'll be cooler than the both of us because we had to choose your question. (laughs) Exactly. And then we also have a Twitter handle too, don't we? Yes, we do. Our Twitter handle is at dorky underscore desperate. And we'll have some tweets coming up soon as soon as I can figure out what a tweeter is. <laughs> what a tweeter is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can follow our Twitter and we'll update you with stuff going on with the show and when new episodes launch. We'll have more socials up and running at some point. But these are just the bare bones we need. Yeah, at some point we're going to get a YouTube channel up and going to YouTube.com slash dorky and desperate. I don't actually think that's right, but... I don't, I think, don't try I think, that out. That's probably a virus or something. I, I think I think that is right. It's just you're going to be very disappointed if you look at the page right now. Yep. So Can you beat us to be in the first subscriber? Because we can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
So we're done? Yes, we're done. Okay. Can you try doing the uh, motion with your mic thing that you were talking about in the beginning? Oh, like the like the uh like the distance thing? Yeah. Okay, so what about this? I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to go over here and then I'm going to How about does that work and I'm coming back now. I'm coming back and all of a sudden I'm here right back again, right? Does that work? Uh, I think so. I'll find out when I edit it. Yeah, send me a message about that, dude. <laughs> okay. Like, let's get to the recording our conversation. <laughs>